Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. If you are lacking vision in your life, check your obedience criteria. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. So glad you could be with me for a few minutes. Uh, I really enjoy this time, and I trust it's being a blessing to you and that you're passing it on to somebody and sharing it and putting good use to these little leadership in context times we have. I have a great principle I want to share with you today that's been uh, something I've talked about, something that has been imparted to me many years ago. If you've hung around me uh, any length of time, you've probably heard this come out of my mouth, and it's very simply this equation. Obedience produces vision, and vision produces provision. A lot of times people are looking for provision first, or they're looking for vision first. But I believe there's a biblical sequence where first we obey, then we get vision, and then the provision comes. Let's look at Genesis, the 12th chapter. It's speaking of Abram. Now the Lord said to Abram, go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and and so you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who curse you, or excuse me, I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. So Abram went forth as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Now Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. So just in that passage, you see the outline. First you obey me, then I'll show you what you're to do, and then I'll provide for you on how you're to do it. But let's just dissect it a little bit. First of all, God asked him to separate himself from what was familiar and that which is secure. There is a leave and cleave concept uh, truth taught in the Bible. Now, we know that relates to marriage, but what is the purpose of marriage? The purpose of marriage is that two people will be more fruitful than they could be separated. When they come together, there's a, a synergy or a corporate anointing on their life, but they must leave and cleave. And in other words, they must take the leap of faith and separate themselves from that which was familiar and give their full attention to nurturing and caring for each other and their future. Well, that principle doesn't just apply to marriage. That applies to a covenant with God. When you're in covenant with God, there will be a time where he asks you, to leave that, not which is evil, but that which is secure, that which is familiar. And maybe he'll bring it back around to you, and maybe he won't. But there's a pattern in Scripture. And I think if you we look at our lives, as I read great men and great women of God, I see this same principle. I've seen this principle in my life of laying down that which is familiar and secure uh, so that for the purpose of just being obedient. Not, I'll do this if you do this. Like, I'll be obedient if this is going to work. No, just raw faith obedience responding to God. That is 
the power of our relationship. That is where we can trust God's oversight in our life because we can boldly proclaim to him, Lord, I've obeyed you and I belong to you and you are Lord and therefore you're the responsible party here now because I've been obedient to you and I'm not going to fret or worry about it. Now, let me just say this. Once you've had a significant milestone in your life by obeying God in an area like that, then that becomes part of your repertoire. That becomes part of your spiritual DNA. That thing does not feel or look foreign to you going in the future because you're understanding how God is working. You're not just reading somebody else's book or quoting their testimony. Now it's a firsthand experience. Obedience is God's way of separating us from things that are not necessarily evil, although that could be true as well, but things that are just simply a distraction or things that we would be uh, tempted to rely on. So let's get that real clear, okay? So God does the leave and cleave. He's always into that, and he wants you to leave those other things and cleave to him. The second part here, we see is after obedience, then what happens is there's vision. Now, verse 7 starts like this. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said to your descendants, I will give this land. So God literally took him to a place. What's interesting is it wasn't a straight line because if you read verse 6, it says Abram passed through the land as far as the site of Shechem and the Oak of Morah. Now the Canaanite was in the land then the Lord appeared to Abram. So it wasn't like he obeyed and everything was perfectly clear. You know, he obeyed and then he sustained that obedience. He sustained the obedience. It wasn't a try. He was all in God. I'm going to obey you no matter what. That's what real obedience looks like. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said to your descendants, I will give this land. And so Abraham, he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. So he had a manifestation from God as God appeared to him, but what he saw there was vision. Abraham knew from that point on that God's mission was real in him and that God had showed him something that he wanted to happen in Abram's life. Now remember, how did this happen? Because Abram responded to obedience. So we see this later in the life of Isaac, right? Remember that? So why was Abram able to do that? Well, because he had already done it previously. He understood the leave and cleave process. He understood that if he really radically obeyed God, then the vision for the next step would come at some point. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not obstacles. The Bible says in verse six, there was Canaanites there. Okay. So you got to see the vision through that. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, but you have to have your antenna up and be looking for the vision to come. So first comes obedience. Second comes vision. If you're lacking vision in your life, let me just be kind. If you're lacking vision in your life, check your obedience criteria. Is there an area in your life 
God is trying to get you to leave go of, to free your hand up so you can join your hand with his and he can lead you out of that thing. Again, it doesn't have to be something evil. Obviously, anything evil or sinful, that is without question. But God also employs the leave and cleave to take your hand from something that's not necessarily bad, but it's just not where God wants you to go. So ask yourself, am I being disobedient in any area of my life right now? Is there something I'm hanging on to? Is there a fear of losing a particular situation, a status, or whatever it may be, a reputation? I think there's a lot in the body of Christ with top-level leaders who hang on to their reputation. They forget that Jesus made himself of no report. Uh, and, you know, while we have to be good stewards of our ministry, the truth is we have to leave and cleave that as well. So let's go to the last one. Then there's provision. Now Abraham journeyed on, verse 9, continuing toward Negva. Now there was a famine in the land. There was a famine in the land, right? And Abraham went down to Egypt to sojourn there because the famine was severe in the land. So guess what? The way God had led Abram, that he was leading him, right to where the provision would be because Abram didn't know that there was a famine coming. Isn't that interesting? He led him right into the blessing, not knowing that some of the things that he was relying on were going to dry up and they were going to go away. If you look at your life and you see some of the surprise blessings, I'll, I'll say that parenthetically, some of the surprise blessings in your life, it's not just because they happened, it's because God led you, maybe a curious route, but nonetheless, he led you to that place, and all of a sudden, you found that provision. We see this testimony in the life of the people that we want to emulate from Scripture. You know, they were ill-treated, they, they were put in jail, they went there for obedience, but that was then the very thing that opened up their greatest platform for preaching the gospel. I remember one time when I was jailed in Egypt, uh, and then as a result of that, I was interviewed by the Egyptian newspaper, by the Arabic newspapers, and uh, which you know is heavily Muslim, not exclusively, but heavily. And they called me, and they're a Christian minister, and and said the reason I was in there was for defending human life. I mean, they printed things in Arabic to a Muslim population that our press in this nation has yet to do. Pretty amazing, huh? But you know, I that was a route I wouldn't have picked. I mean, I I didn't I didn't see that coming. Okay, but nonetheless. When you're obedient, then God gives you vision and then brings you into provision. So number one, make sure you're obedient. Number two, open your eyes to vision, even if there's Canaanites around. And then number three, be sensitive to how the Lord wants to give you provision and then receive it in the name of Jesus. Hey, wasn't this a great lesson? I mean, this just fits life. Make sure you share it with somebody and uh, pass it on, be a blessing to somebody. 
This is Keith Tusi. Thanks for being with me for Leadership in Context. Today, Keith had a discussion on the biblical sequence of obedience, vision, and provision. Often we look for vision or provision, but first we must be obedient. After that, we then can look for vision, which sometimes requires us to look around the quote Canaanites in our sight. After that, we can be sensitive to how the Lord wants to give us provision. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at inourpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at inourpastors. See you next week.